It began with a sermon. A.C. Dixon was a powerful speaker whose soul-stirring preaching often drew audiences of up to 10,000 at Chicago's Moody Church. But his message must have been particularly moving on the warm Sunday afternoon in August 1909 when he brought his Southern California Revival campaign to Los Angeles. In the audience that day at the Art Nouveau Temple Auditorium were many of the city's most prominent conservative evangelicals, among them millionaire oil man Lyman Stewart, who had come with the growing conviction that something had to be done to bring the Bible's true message to its most faithful followers. As he listened to Dixon, Stewart realized that he was being called to carry out that mission. Within days, aided by his brother and business partner Milton, he had laid out plans to publish a series of inexpensive paperback books containing the best teachings of the best, meaning the most conservative, Bible teachers in the world. Dixon would serve as editor of the series. The volumes would be distributed free of charge to church people across the country. They would be called The Fundamentals. To the extent that it is possible to locate a single moment when the anti-evolution movement could be said to have been born, it was then, because anti-evolutionism arose out of fundamentalism, and because fundamentalism became possible only because of the fundamentals. As a set of ideas, and even as an ill-formed ideology, anti-evolutionism had existed ever since the time of Charles Darwin, 1809-1882, and critics of evolutionary theory had flourished on and off throughout the late 19th century in the United States, especially in its most conservative churches. But as a movement, anti-evolutionism appeared much later, in the 1920s, as a product of the religious and political protest that would come to be called fundamentalism. For decades, conservative evangelicals had been growing restive, alarmed at the liberalizing tendencies in their churches and in the larger culture around them. Their concerns went mostly unnoticed, however, primarily because their protests tended to be localized and sporadic. Divided by denomination, fragmented into countless church congregations, these disillusioned conservatives lacked any real sense that they shared similar views, let alone that they constituted a common cause. What brought them together for the first time was not a leader or an organization, but Stewart's set of twelve paperback books. Appearing between 1910 and 1915, the Fundamentals did more than give fundamentalists their name. Announcing articles of belief, communicating a distinct style of discourse, defining differences between themselves and others, the project gave them a common identity, a shared concept of themselves that told them who they were and what they were about. That identity formed the fundamentalist foundations on which creationism would be built.